Geek Card presents Back Issue Bloodbath with your hosts, Andrew Young and Petula Neal. He's the best there is at what he does, no matter which clandestine agency he's working for. Welcome to Back Issue Bloodbath. I'm Andrew Young. I'm Petula Neal. And this week we are looking back at the mid-2000s epic story tale, Wolverine, Enemy of the State. It was issues 20 to 32 of the mid-2000s Wolverine. A little bit of a setup to it, of course, in the months that led up to that, there was there was 19 issues of Greg Rucka's run on the book, which took Wolverine down a very solitary, dark, pseudo-realistic path with you know stories of uh, corrupt governments, but then also mixing in elements of introspection into man and beast and the effects of what happens when you try to, uh, when you mess with a beast, basically. Uh, there was also looks into, you know, Wolverine being the, you know, the lonely hunter and not having anyone to truly confide in, to always being a man of violence and not having things like religion to heal his soul and things like that. And so... It was a very adult book. It was a very non-Marvel Universe book. And it had its fans. I was one of them. It was great. But it was very much time to tell a different story in Wolverine's world. And so in comes Mark Millar with John Romita Jr. And they go back to old school, balls to the wall, superheroes, supervillains, and playing with the idea of Wolverine playing both sides. Yeah. Enemy of the state. Which state? Whoever's on the other side of those claws. Exactly, exactly. No laws with the claws. Yeah. That's not a White Claw slogan. That's a Wolverine slogan. There you go. Yeah, this isn't a Will Smith movie. This is yeah. <laughs> This is a character that for years people have played with the idea of like, what if we made him bad? Like John Byrne years ago, back when he was on the X-Men with Claremont, had pitched to Claremont, we should have Wolverine killed and resurrected by the hand and then have the X-Men have to face off against one of their own. That was shot down. But then years later in the late 90s, they did a uh, big apocalypse story where Apocalypse kidnapped Wolverine and turned him into the Horseman of Death. So the idea of having Wolverine be turned against his will to the bad side, the dark side, is nothing new. But nobody really ever pulled it off correctly until now. Of course, Wolverine gets sucked in to a what's a trap, essentially, an old friend of Wolverine's. His son is mistakenly kidnapped. On alleged was, mistaken. Yeah, allegedly yeah. mistakenly kidnapped in order to get a ransom out of a rich man. But the rich man's kid was not captured. It was the chauffeur's. The chauffeur's a friend of Wolverine. Wolverine goes to his friend to help him and to track down the child to deliver the ransom. But it's then revealed it's all a big trap by the hand so that they could kill Wolverine and resurrect him as an agent of violence, working with, like, basically, there's, like, a whole alliance between the Hand, Hydra, and a group, uh, I think it was, was it the Dawn of Light? Yeah. I think it was, yeah, the Dawn of yeah. Light, a group of... Or light, um, Dawn, something, yeah. Yeah, the Light of the Dawn or the Dawn of Light. A, yeah. a, a they mu- don't have the best branding. The Hand, Hydra, clean branding, clean yeah. iconography. It's like, how many words is this? What's going on? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyways, well, all you need to know about them is that they are a mutant death cult. So those three, they come together under the leadership of uh, this guy called the Gorgon. He teams up with Baron von Strucker. And Baron von Strucker's dream is to have a group of superheroes and supervillains 
killed by the hand and resurrected to be agents for them so he could have his own superhuman army. Well, he positions himself as teaming up with Baron Von Strucker, but really he's Mr. Steal Your Girl and he's really teaming up with Elspeth. Yeah, but that's to, yeah. that's every team up between groups of villains ever. Yeah. There's always going to be one villain is planning to usurp the other villain. Yeah. So, you know, it's yeah. A, Gorgon uses his blade for the backstabbing. Logan focuses on the front stabbing. Like all, <laughs> all, sides. all future holes to be made are covered. Yeah, so Strucker's plan was Wolverine was going to go and kill different people, higher-ups, and also at the same time steal the secrets of other superheroes. And so once Wolverine is turned by the hand, the superhero community is put on high alert. And all of the big-name superheroes are taken off the map because within a very short amount of time, Wolverine gets all the secrets of Reed Richards, and Hydra is planning to put all of the ideas of Reed Richards into action, but for war. And at the same time, Wolverine is fighting with his own internal matrix because, you know, a healing factor can fight against brainwashing too. That makes sense to me because it is a chemical and invasive surgery that made him like this. His body would then see it as, you know, a, a foreign agent, a virus, and he's trying to purge it. So you get a lot of uh, Wolverine going off the deep end talking to himself in this. But it's just proof that when you have the ultimate hunter, he, like he could do a lot of damage. With unchecked. the right motivation, kid's unstoppable. Yeah. Like the work ethic. And it's funny because listener, all, yeah. we all talk about quite quitting now and just doing what you're paid for. There's 110% and then there's whatever percent Wolverine's giving. And it is just, he's really doing the most. Yeah. He's definitely doing the most here, but he's kind of screwing up at the finish line. He's screwing up at the in the end zone because he is fighting with himself. He is sabotaging himself so that Hydra won't get everything they want. And so you get a lot of moments where certain people that he was meant to kill don't get killed. But other parts of the deal, like parts that Wolverine didn't really want to happen, like Elektra getting killed and being brought over the hand, that stuff happens. Getting Reed Richards' secrets, that stuff happens. All that sort of stuff. Meanwhile, this agent is fighting with himself to the point that he ends up getting captured by S.H.I.E.L.D. And Nick Fury's like, we got our killing machine back. Let's deprogram him, which to me was actually a lot of fun and interesting how they went about that. That basically he was put in a simulation and it just kept happening over. It was like Groundhog Day for him that eventually he started making the right choices, you know, very much like Groundhog Day. (laughs) So like if you're faced with the same thing over and over again, you'll learn, hey, the things I'm doing is just causing me to go back to the beginning. And that kind of brings his humanity back. And it is a bit too late at this point, though, because he's already murdered... A few hundred. Yeah, a few hundred, uh, but also he's murdered... North Star. North Star, there we go. He's murdered North Star. The other Canadian. It's like... Well, they they got Western Canada with Wolverine, so they needed... They need you're Eastern frigid- Canada. You know? Yeah, you're fridging the queer character, but also like Canadian on Canadian violence. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> we bump into each other and say sorry. That's our move. And instead, it was uh, let me throw myself fully at Kitty Kate, wherever she is, wherever Kitty Cat is in her evolution. At this point, I didn't do evolution on purpose, but I'm proud of myself. Uh, and, and, and she faces just in the nick of time. First of all, in a fight, don't stand behind Kitty. How do we not know this by now? Uh, <laughs> and North Star gets all the claws. Yeah. 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 So, all the claws. He gets impaled and yeah. he ends up getting brought over to the dark side. Does not recover as well due to a lack of uh, the super brain healing power that Logan has. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Tough, tough hang for North Star in this one. Like they, they, at least they get a little bit of page time, but it's just a rough ride. Like think Hawkeye in the first Avengers movie. Like they're there, but they, they don't want the role they've been cast in. It's, it's not great. If you want to get cast in this story, you want to be Wolverine or Electra. Those are the characters that get the time, get yeah. the story arc. Rachel uh, gets a few good moments. This is also one of the smartest versions of Wolverine and it's partially I don't know if it's because somebody else is partially behind the wheel or because he's not burdened by guilt mm. and can just think the as tactically as he ever has because like when he is struggling with himself there's still like the part of him that's on mission is like peak levels of intelligence when we are reading both sides of his internal monologue when he's doing the infiltration into Reed Richards squad space like just waiting watching figuring out who's home where they are mm. in the complex you know the the spectators watching are like what's taking so it's like he's figuring stuff out like he knows yeah. this is not just a bunch of strong individuals but a very strong team you know you're attacking them at home where they're going to be probably their most protective of the space and his moves and decisions are like We've seen Berserker rage a lot of times. We've seen him like not entirely in charge of his own faculties. We've seen, you know, lovable teacher. But this is like in terms of efficacy, again, top tier, like results. If we're only looking at results. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, definitely, I will say with that particular issue, Malara really leans into the idea that you're supposed to be thinking, oh, Wolverine's there to kill Reed Richards to then resurrect him by the hand so that hydra has him it's like no that he does miller does such a good do- job of laying this swerve that at the end you realize oh he wasn't there for that at all he was there for the information that reed richards has on a like a drive that only the, you know that has all the greatest ideas that could save the planet or destroy it and it's like and here's yeah. the thing wolverine only does terrible terrible things when someone else is partially behind the wheel reed richards came up with this stuff for lulz <laughs> Again, yes, Reed, I, Tony, straight trash. No, but okay, but at the same time, I don't think Reed came up with it as weapons, which unfortunately all scientists, every idea they come up with the military ends up taking it and turning it into a weapon. So you, you don't need to save the plans on a disc, my guy. Like <laughs> you're smart enough to figure out the most likely application if this falls into even like Okay, but at the same time, the Marvel Universe knows, hey, Buddy who created the super soldier serum died 10 seconds after he made it happen. We you know want... what? The whole team, it's a bunch of WMDs walking around in spandex. <laughs> You're right. I'll, I'll see this argument this time because it's like he comes up with terrible things, but also half his friends and his child can like pull the earth apart. So it's yeah. Cool. So there yeah. you go. Which, yeah. um... I am going to say one of the panels as uh, Logan is figuring stuff out is possibly my favorite panelist run. Like this is like levels of I kind of low key want a tattoo of this, like the him waiting in the grates. The yellow outfit has never looked so good. Like it finally well, because sense. you can't see it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can see it's not even like it's not popping yellow. It's almost like giving like skin through like the black and then the boots are, you know, we're getting a little bit of his Japanese influence, but it's just possibly one of the most gorgeous panels I've seen in a Wolverine ever, like taking advantage of the claws and the body and they, they lean into his, his height in this being, you know, he's more compact, like him walking next to Electra later on. We, you know, they're not trying to make him 
in any way taller. We're like, this is a body built for Claw's first action. And it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. The cover of the trade I got, it's recolored so that the outfit is the tan and brown on the cover when actually it's the black and yellow. So, But um, yeah, I think that Romita Jr.'s take on the classic Wolverine outfit is probably the best it's ever looked in the way, not only for function, but yeah, in design and sleekness and everything. He's really made it like, you know, come to a tip. Like there's different portions that before would have just been a little bit more wild looking. He makes it very tight, very precise. And mm-hmm. yeah, it really, like, I feel like this book, the JRJR style really works in this, uh, with everybody having that kind of blocky type look to them. It really fits with the decorum of the story. Like seeing these types of like characters bashing it together in war, it just feels more like savage in the way that Romita Jr. draws it, but still very classic superhero at the same time. Yeah, and and that extends to all of our other favorite friends. So Thing looks great. Johnny, on fire, not on fire. Sue, girlfriend, you're looking tight. (laughs) Electra looks amazing in this. Electra, we're getting shoulders. There's like a couple of panels where they're not giving her the proper thighs, but they, they figure it out and she's looking ready to party. And what I like the most is that they really stick to the assassin with that good hair and shoulders. Like that's what you need to get right and the rest of it, whatever. We have great looks. Emma wears this bodysuit that is just, as always, ridiculously impractical and very, very low. I'm going to say no more than four inches in the rise on those low slung pants that she's wearing with that. And she's got a bit of a sore throat and just kitty with the shade. Maybe you should cover up a bit. It's funny. It's violent. It's such fun. It's Mm -hmm. a fun story. Everybody looks great. Every character, you get like a good moment of either emotion or humor and good use of people's powers. Millar doesn't shy away from the fact that Wolverine's conflicted nature makes him think some very shocking things and stuff. So it's like the entire scene where he's he's abducted Rachel with the plan to you're going to use your telepathy to kill the president. Yeah, There's Daddy's like, having some dirty The thoughts. stuff is going on in Wolverine's head about, oh, she smells just like her mom. She looks like her mom. Oh, my it, God, it, her it's mom. It's giving little finger. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very yeah. creepy. And it's like... Well, yeah, well, this is Wolverine unfiltered there. And as you mentioned before, it's letting, with the bad touch. Exactly. Letting go of all that guilt. He's also letting go of all the, uh, you know, the relationships and the meaning behind them and just going for the primal nature. Or and, arguably like any so-called stereotypical built-in politeness that Canadians have, that is removed 100%. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. man is not saying sorry if he bumps into you. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. And oh, and he tussles with your boy. He does. He does. Yeah. But my boy's a decoy in this. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's like a double, like, you think you're the bait. No, it's the other way around. That's a great whole setup because you're very concerned because he gets very, very up close and personal but with Matt. The thing is, and, it, and, it isn't even the way, other way around. What it is is that both sides are using Matt as the bait. Mm-hmm. They just like just Electra doesn't know that someone else is also using Matt as the bait. Yeah. And I that's another part in the internal monologue I like is that he talks about how the street level folks are undervalued. Your money ball picks, if you will, mm. because these people have to like work on skills and training and work that much harder to stay alive. It's like they're the black people of the universe. 
Yeah. Twice as hard to get half as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although he does point out that under half as much, it's definitely not getting that ass because we know Matt gets about 10 times as much as Wolverine, which he acknowledges. Yeah, Wolverine kind of like, seems to be really upset about that. It's like, yeah. this fucking guy. What do people see in this fucking guy? He's like, I use my senses. I can tell when somebody's excited or not. I can... You know, respond to their chemo signals just as well. Like, yeah, you know, there's really only so many positions that are possible with you, Wolverine, unless you're being very active. It's like the adamantium's heavy is what I'm saying. Right, right. Yeah. And he can we've never be more, on top. Yeah. Yeah. We've got, well, he, he can't relax on top. We, yeah, we yeah, have yeah. options with Matt <laughs> that we don't have with you. Yeah. But he can mm. still take that punishment. Uh, yeah. So the Matt stuff. Again, it's like it's not me saying it, it's Wolverine that's calling him an F boy, so you're welcome. Like <laughs> then, <laughs> the brand is strong. Yeah, I will <laughs> say Electra's introduction into the story, they're uh they're checking out a spot where another hero has been killed and the entire time they're like, Oh my god, they got Spider Man, they got Spider Man. And then when Nick Fury and Electra look at it, it's like, Who the hell is this guy? They're like, It's Spider Man. He's wearing Spider Man's says, No, no, that's yeah. that's one of the slingers, which I thought was hilarious. A very short lived nineties superhero team where they all got their powers based off of uh Peter Parker had experimented with these different spider suits and they took them on and everything. And it's like, Yeah, in this story you're eventually you gotta kill a few pawns, but you you know, there's probably only so many people on the list that you can kill. That's a big name. So throw these to the wolves. There you go. This kid, make a little joke about that, that some some of these attempted superhero stories in the late 90s fizzled and popped real fast. And there's like a slew. There's like a, probably a couple of dozen of these types of heroes in the late 90s that nobody even remembers. To have that little joke in there, I thought that was good. Yeah. And, I, I did love White Nick Fury in this too. He was great. Like, also, I, I always forget him when I'm making my list of terrible fathers from Marvel. I always need to include White Nick Fury. He's a little bit, slightly a bit of a worse parent figure than Black Nick Fury. And just his <laughs> excitement, like, we've got our killing machine back. It's like, or, again, we could, you know, how are you feeling, Wolverine? Do you want to have some, you know, quarter-pointed therapy after, you know, having, you know, murdered uh, one of your close friends and also tons of S.H.I.E.L.D. people? Like some tea, maybe, you know, take you out to the woods, like do some logging, maybe to a Japanese garden. And well, not even that. Coping like, mechanisms, like thing... not a break. It's like, yeah, let's reset. Let's turn them off and on again and then send them right out to go stabbing McStab. Well, but not even that. It's like he's sending them back out into the field with shield agents who half of their friends and other c contemporaries have been slaughtered by this guy. I think yeah. they have even more PTSD. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bad Daddy, White Nick Fury. Yeah, he's on the list. Like, you're not in, in the top five with, you know, Charlie, Magneto, and uh, Reed, but it's not looking good for well, you, Fury, White Nick Fury. Fury yeah. ain't a daddy. He's a spy, and spies yeah. have no family. That's even, even Nick Fury's family isn't family, just That's... as Nick Fury Jr. So. <laughs> <laughs> or the other children that Nick Fury has convinced to become spies as well and get killed in the process. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Tough hang for white Nick Fury, but also it's good at his job. Yeah. Almost everybody is the best at what they do in this book. Yeah, except for Baron Von Strucker. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of a blind spot up every there. turn. Yeah. Yeah. And his, uh, his wife is uh, replacing him with the, uh, the new younger model. And I got to say Gor Gorgon is a credible foe. 
which if you're going to bring in a new foe, it's important to make him credible. I think the origin story they gave him was pretty tight. Looking at it, you can tell what his undoing is going to be before it happens, but that's the, like, if it was something different, you'd say, well, that's not true to that character. Like, it makes so much sense when it happens. It's like, ah, yeah. It's satisfying, but it's also, you got to give it to him. To your point, has a great special skill, but doesn't rely on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, let's take the easiest thing that I'm best at. That's like an immediate finishing move and just park it. Going to put some glasses over these peepers and be so fantastic at hand to hand that Wolverine himself would be, how did this person sneak up on me? But also good tactically. It's like, we're not going to arrange the drop date, you know, downwind on a sunny day. Like we're going to arrange it in a graveyard. In the rain, full of rotting, reanimated ninja types, like Throw understanding your senses, yeah, yeah, understanding your opponent and designing every encounter to put you at your best advantage, but also using all of your skills. I do like that. Again, this Wolverine is a great evaluator, and I imagine this must be one of the many ill uses that Charles puts him to, just as like an, a recruiter and assessor. And maybe not even consensually, maybe just reads Wolverine's mind. Like he's talking about the ninjas and like how you you can't even hear them hit the ground, Mm. even from long drops and other things. Like he's constantly assessing his opponents and reassessing based on how they respond to different stimuli or impalements and like makes the appropriate adjustments. Like his tussle with Electra, like the growing respect. But then also he's like, okay, so that's how you respond to that. Then I'm gonna try this. It's a great view inside his head. I already loved him, but now I respect him more. There you go. To get back to Gorgon for one second, thinking about it, when you brought up the whole, he's got a power that he doesn't rely on. He's kind of like anti-Cyclops. Because Cyclops is all about his optic beam. You take away his optic beam, he's nothing. This guy, it's like, hey, I can look at people and they turn to stone. I got Medusa powers. But I'm never going to use them only once in a while. And not really because I'm in a jam, but just to, like, show off every now and then. Yeah. It's like, bored now. Yeah, it's like, I just slaughtered 30 of these guys. There's two more. I'm a bit tired. I'll turn them to stone and keep walking. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like that about his character. And, you know, also... Seems to clearly be enthusiastically into his slightly uh, older girlfriend. Slightly. It's like she is like she's before the dawn of time. Like when she talks about stuff, it's like, oh, these everyone you're talking about is long dead. Okay. I mean, a lot of people in this story may or may not have either vampire or cloning problems. So, you know, not mad at it. Yeah. Like, yeah, Wolverine's always had that sort of tired vampire energy as well. And I do think that might be something that his character might be also so good at killing, but also getting over killing people because it's like to him, everyone's dead already anyway, and he'll still be there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't really get into that kind of level of thinking here, but you can kind of almost forgive him. Like I do think his lowest moment is the the creeping on Rachel part Mm because it's like everything else makes sense. (laughs) But that is like, sir. Yeah. Also, you're thinking these thoughts real hard, pun intended. Oh, little homie can read your mind. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Regardless of what happens after they turn you on and off again, that's, uh, that's that's giving some real creepy uncle at the get together energy for the remainder of their interactions. Yeah. Very awkward. And it was during a period in the comics where Gene was dead. One of those times. So, yeah kind of added adds a new level of like uh you know like thinking those thoughts and the person that uh you're equating them to passed on by your hands by the way mm-hmm. 
So, because he did a mercy kill there at the end of Graham Morrison's run. And the way like, he keeps grabbing her by the hair and by like the back of her clothing, it's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah don't sit them together Thanksgiving. No, definitely no. not. Definitely not. No. Going to be very uncomfortable. Yeah, very uncomfortable. Oh man. And when I look back on this, this is one of my favorite uh, Wolverine stories of the mid 2000s. It's strong. It's fun. Um, I remember when the issues came out, I was excited. John Romita Jr.'s art is always fun to me. There's been a couple of times, you know, guy's not perfect. Every now and then there'll be stuff that isn't great, but this is definitely one of the great ones. Big fan of it and uh, really love his style. His style really fits Millar's work. And of course, they would continue on to do Kick-Ass together and uh, still have that same kind of energy to the book. But with a lot, surprisingly enough, with a lot more blood in Kick-Ass than in this Wolverine story, even though there is a high body count in this. You should definitely check it out. A lot of fun. And also, it strongly re-embedded Wolverine into the Marvel Universe, which was something that was kind of missing from Wolverine comics at that time. He interacts with everyone. Like, yeah. So many great little cameos. Sentinels. Like everyone. Everyone shows up. Everyone shows yeah. up, definitely. And yeah. So you should show up and give it a read. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we've come to the end of this week's episode. Petula, where can people find you? At inachip.com on Twitter at obesacantawit, O-B-E-S-A-C-A-N-T-A-V-I-T. And here with you. And, of course, you can find everything I do over at geekhardshow.com. Follow me on Twitter at geekhard. Follow this very show on Facebook at Back Issue Bloodbath, where we post the new episode every week. But the easiest way to make sure you don't miss an episode is to just subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. That way it's easy for you. You just go to wherever you get your podcasts, and we're there every Wednesday with a new episode. So definitely check it out. This has been Back Issue Bloodbath. I've been Andrew Young. I'm Tony. Have yourself a good day.